On today's episode, you will hear my conversation with Sophia Brown, a fourth grade teacher from Jack Lowe Senior Elementary. Our talk is centered around student agency, more specifically, rapport with students, which is identified as phase one of the student agency domain from the personalized learning, coaching, and development tool. This tool defines five domains and 20 high leverage teacher and student actions, which distinguish effective personalized learning environments. This tool is carefully scaffolded across four levels of proficiency for each action. Listen to Sophia as she gives an overview of how she develops supportive relationships where her learners feel empowered to exercise their agency in the classroom, and how she, as their teacher, remains flexible and adjusts her lessons and structures based on the needs of her students. For more information, check out today's episode description to access our website, the PL Toolbox, and additional resources. Now, let's get this show started. From the Personalized Learning Department in Dallas ISD, hello and welcome back to another episode of Flip the Switch, where we are telling the PL journey one story at a time. Hello, Sophia. How are you? I am good, Brittany. How are you? Good, thank you. I just want to tell our listeners where we are right now. We are in your classroom, and let me just say, I got such a good, positive vibe. It smells good in here. I love your classroom so That's much. good. Thank you so much. Sophia, will you tell us just about yourself? What do you do? Where are we? Go for okay. it. Well, I am Sophia Brown, and I currently teach at Jack Lowe Senior Elementary School as their fourth grade ESL teacher. I am not from Texas. I am from all over the United States, I feel like, mostly South Carolina, Georgia, and all of that. And so um, right now, just being in, our, in the classroom, we're heading into the wrapping up the end of the year, and that's just really where we are. Good. Thank you for sharing. I was going to say I can hear some some Southern Louisiana maybe oh, in your accent. Well, so. I did graduate from the Grambling State University, right, so, you know, that <laughs> did rub off. <laughs> Right. So we are talking about student agency and building agency with students, celebrating their growth, their progress, and then what does feedback look like? And then overall, just building relationships with your students. So how does that sound to you? Perfect. Good. So first question is, how do you hold students accountable for their learning? So in my classroom, how we hold students accountable for their learning, we have uh, different tracking systems and we also have accountability partners. So if a student is needing to grow more in an area and they want more practice in an area, they know their, their specific learning path. So in here, it, we kind of take personalized learning to a little bit more of a delivering an individual student experience. So that way, if they want to do better, in the place they are they have a path they can take if they want to do better in another area they take that path so we just kind of do a lot of self-checking we do a lot of accountability for ourselves and making sure that we're constantly growing I love that so it sounds like you're really taking the time to learn and understand who your students are and that way you understand the progress that they're making the growth that they're that they're showing and so that's how you hold them accountable really because you know them right absolutely good 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 can you tell us about some of the routines and rituals that exist in your classroom that help build those relationships between you and the students but also the students with each other how are you um, building those relationships up 
so one thing is the, um, the our accountability partners are huge and I want my students to understand that you need people mm-hmm. we're living in a world right now where everybody feel like it's just them mm-hmm. solo dolo you know you hear that all the time yeah. and I want my my kids to understand that no we're all in this together so when it when we're working on a certain task or we're working on my kids are very fluent in teaks because <laughs> it makes it easier for me as a teacher, honestly. <laughs> but um, they know like, oh, Miss Brown, 6F, or that's inference. We know I'm, I'm struggling there or so-and-so struggling. Can I go help them? And so they have that opportunity to collaborate and work together. And we also have um, different things in place. So if they're writing and we give them, you have an option to work from here. Okay, well, this person I know struggles with capitalization or whatever. So then I'll group those kids together. So you might come in my class today and somebody, Johnny Jew, would be sitting right here and Sally Lou would be sitting there. And then tomorrow you'll see those two flip, you know, and you might see Mickey Mouse over there and Minnie Mouse (laughs) on the other side. And then you're like, wait, how do you do that? But I don't group my kids based off of what their score and their data on paper says. I base them off ability and personality. So that way they can help each other. They can work with one another. Um, I think part of the question was also that relationship for me and them. Mm-hmm. So what we, I, I know all of them. Like I know what the sports they're playing because I have those conversations. And then I share me, but I share who I was as a student yeah. at their age. And I tell them, look, I understand. I didn't know why my teacher gave me this homework. So and I was afraid to ask why I had to do it. I don't want them to be afraid to ask me, well, why am I doing this? And, you know, so we sit down, we have those conversations, we do checkpoints and, hey, is this working for y'all? Is it not working for you? And then I also relatable, you know, yeah. we don't do true or false. We do cap or no cap. <laughs> I <laughs> love know? that. Sticking so, with the times. Sticking, cap or no cap. Right. And they get it and they think it's funny. And, you know, just that building that relationship to let them know that we're all human. Yeah. And then I let them see me make mistakes. That's so good. if I the made way. a mistake, I don't say, oh, well, just do what I just, no, my bad. I made a mistake. So it sounds like it really starts with you, with that relationship building. And you've opened yourself up, made yourself vulnerable, Mm -hmm. let them know what you've struggled with, let them know that we're here to learn, Mm -hmm. right? And so do you feel like that helps them feel more comfortable in how they interact with you and how they interact with each other? Absolutely. It's a trust thing. Yeah. They have to trust you. So next question, thinking about the activities and the tasks that you're asking your students to complete, how do you allow for choice within those activities? So going back to the learning paths, they have different choices from the time they come into the classroom. The first choice, your attitude, you control that. And so we start there. Then we come in and we write every single morning. So they learn about whatever national day it is, like today's National Lima Bean Day, National Lookalike Day, right? (laughs) So they had topics to write about, like, and lima beans give you energy. So they had to write, they could choose and say, oh, I want to write about being like a lima bean. What do I need the energy for? So they pick, you know, they have that choice. Then also, they don't realize it from the moment they step foot in my room, they determine which way we're going to go that day. If they're struggling in a certain area, then they know that they can choose what, how they want to receive that information that day. I call myself, I'm all learning styles. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to put my kids in a box and say, oh, you only, this is your best learning. You know, this is how you learn best. It may not be that day. And your, your, your instruction really should tailor them. 
Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, you have your style as a teacher. Definitely have that. But I really just really try to, when they walk in, try to see where they're at, where their mindset is. And then we have our check-ins, you know? We, okay, what's going on? Is this working for you today? Mm-hmm. Did that work for you yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have my non-negotiables. So we're going to do this, and this is why. So I always try to explain to them why, because, again, going back to when I was a kid, the reason that we are learning it this way is so you can do this, 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 and this. Right. And the reason you have to do this is because you can't skip that step. Mm-hmm. We have to do that. So really trying to be that sense maker for mm-hmm. the students and help them understand the why behind what they're doing. Because they're already really, asking yeah, it. They're wondering why they have is. to do this homework. Well, this is why. <laughs> why do I have to do So up? I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier with the learning paths. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what is a learning path and what does that look like in your classroom what'll happen is i'll look at and see what tools i have that's going to best teach that skill or best support that student so they have um certain they'll start like right now we're doing marathon so you start your marathon you're working out you need to pick your workout are you going to revise are you going to edit what are you going to do so we start with that then they go on to the next step if you're successful there and you've reached your goal then you know you can go to this next step but if you're not you got to go to the left Mm -hmm. with your path so it may take you longer your miles might may not be maybe over the regular 26 mile marathon that's what you need and that's what i try to tell them like guess what you might get to this next step and then this person who went this way first may be stuck right there and you pass them. So their learning path is it changes up. I don't stick to one thing. You may see, you can may come to my class and you may see a choice board Monday. Tomorrow, you might see just a list. The next day, you might see my marathon back up there because that's what they need that day. So really, you know, it's always um, teak and skill based. They understand the end game. Would they keep the end in mind? You know, here at our campus, we have Leader and Me. And so following those habits and instilling them with them, I just don't want to talk about it one time. I make sure that I show and model through the process. So that that learning path, beginning with the end in mind, first things first. You know, all of those habits are in there. And, you know, so that's really how the learning path goes in our Mm -hmm. class. I love that. So as you talk about... The process of learning, we know that part of learning involves feedback. So do your students have opportunity to first receive feedback, maybe from you or maybe from their peers? And do you ever allow opportunities for your students to give feedback? Yes. So if we're doing an assignment and I have groups coming to my table, I will put assignment names on the wall, on the whiteboard. And um, sometimes we'll actually have a jam board because the accountability partner may be able to help that student quicker than I can get to them. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to go on the board, write their name. So I'm, they're struggling with central idea. They can put Sophia Brown, you know, then if they are or if we have the jam board and they want um, that they don't want to put their name there, they'll put their group number okay. and then I'll know to tell the group. Hey, group so-and-so, can you guys turn and talk about how you find a central idea? So that way they're not on the spot if they don't want to be. So they have that option to either reveal themselves or not reveal themselves to the class. If they want to just come to me, they'll send a message through Clever. Um, They can send a message through Education Galaxy. 
So, and then also I'm very in tune to where they are. So I will send a message. If I see that a student is, oh, you got an 88. Oh, you you met your goal. Good job. Go on to the next one. Oh, I see that you need a little bit more practice here. I need you to start over. Go to your study plan. So they're really here to celebrate and encourage each other, to learn Mm -hmm. from each other, and to Mm -hmm. support one another. And that's from the system's that you have put in place. Yeah, that's it. And it was trial and error, you know. You can't, you have to tweak it. It's a constant tweak. What worked today might not work tomorrow because guess what? They're not looking at the messages. And it might be raining tomorrow and the whole everything's been thrown off. Now they don't have recess and they got to be indoor (laughs) with recess. So we had to adjust. But yeah, those things are the systems that I have found that work for me. That's good. That's good. So now we've come to our final question. What advice would you give to a teacher who is just starting out on their own personalized learning journey? So the first thing, you know, you have to give allow yourself grace to it's not going to look like what, you know, your neighbor looks like. You you have to know that it's okay to try many things many times. <laughs> and it's okay to do two. You know, you cannot just you have to be able to be flexible. And that grace part is major because personalized learning, because it's so in tune with people. And so you have to be willing to try something different and not be so stuck or married to one thing. Um, Something else I would say would be to trust your students. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you what they need, whether it's verbally, Mm nonverbal, you know, behaviors are a great indication, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you have to figure out that function in that moment. Like, why are they doing this? What's happening? You know, and then step back and reevaluate, check yourself first and see that, did I execute those directions in a good way, you know, or sometimes I find myself revising the question because I see my students stuck and kind of looking. There's that line between productive struggle and, you know, wait a minute, Miss Brown, you didn't ask that in the best way. Too much struggle. Too much struggle, (laughs) right? So then, you know, just trusting them and knowing them and just going off of that. Don't be so stuck. So then the third thing would be constantly stay connected with your people. Mm. You know, as a teacher, we get in the classroom, we teach, teach, teach. We go to, we only go to PDs when we have to. Don't be that teacher. Be that teacher that's constantly learning. Be that teacher that stays connected. And there's a support system there all the time. You know, in Dallas ISD, we have our personalized learning team. And you guys are like phenomenal. At any time you send a message, you can get help, you know. And I think, I always tell everyone this, I think Dallas ISD got it right. When they put that team together and initiated that then they got it right and the people like how do you just pick these awesome people and i'm not just trying to say like <laughs> i truly I believe that say any at this, all Sophia. i'm not getting paid <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's one thing I, I i really care about as far as like that district initiative as far as that team and then everything that comes from it and so you have to stay connected so if you're a new teacher and you're out there grace trust and connection and collaboration Mm. if you have all those things in mind you're you're going to make it you're not going to drown you're not you're not just going to be on the wayside you have to keep that in front though Sophia I think you wrapped it up very perfectly (laughs) with a nice little bow I love the advice that you have given so thank you so much for sharing all of your hard work and your efforts that you have done thank you for sharing your advice 
Absolutely. And so for our listeners, this has been another episode of Flip the Switch. For any links and resources, please check out today's episode description. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more, we don't want you to miss out. So be sure to like and subscribe to Flip the Switch on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Thank you all for joining us again today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, connect with us on Twitter at PersonalizedDISD or at our website at thepltoolbox.com. And as always, flip the switch and let the PL light bulb shine bright.